What about your situation, Sol? Will you be staying at Tottenham? Hello, Sol Campbell is a legend. Welcome to our YouTube channel. Um, this is our first video. Um, it's also the first, it's a, it's a preview this week to the North London Derby. It's the first one uh, of the season. It's also the first North London Derby since we've started this podcast. Um, we've got a couple of guests on to preview this week. Um, from Arsenal, we've got um, Lee Judges, who's best known for um, his appearances on Arsenal Fan TV, along with a couple of other podcasts. And yeah, he does that. He kind and, of advertises himself there. And we've got a, a fellow Yudo, Yudo in, uh, in Jason McGovern, from uh, best known from the Last Word on Spurs podcast, um, coming up after, after this, I guess, yeah. So yeah, we've got them to discuss the North London Derby, so here they are. Here we go, another interview, with this time with Lee Judges from Arsenal Fan TV, is where you're most, most known, other, other podcasts as well you, you, uh, you feature on. Uh, let, let's start with... We're here to talk about, talk about the derby, obviously, um, but you've got to start with last week's performance, um, and which, as a Spurs fan, I, I enjoyed. Um, I should say, I'm a Spurs fan. You'll see over there is, is the I'm Arsenal the fan. fan. Um, uh, what for, for you? What went wrong in the Liverpool game? Oh well, uh, I thought we played well up until they scored. If I'll be honest, I felt that uh, we was in the game and. Um, the tech, you know, people have been slagging off the tactics and things like that, but I thought it was they was all right, and you know maybe uh, personnel could have been a little bit different. But I thought we was in the game. We created a couple of chances, but as soon as they scored, that was it, you know. And um, I thought, you know, for me, I was a little bit disappointed with Emery that he didn't uh, change the game plan at half time, and certainly then at two nil, um, he still didn't do nothing till it was three nil, and then we sort of got back in the game. But but listen, you know. Um, Liverpool's not an easy place to go at the best of times. So, um, as much as I'm disappointed that we uh, we didn't win, Sunday certainly helped us a little bit out with um, other results. And, and if you look at it from from uh, from what we're looking to achieve this season, you know, uh, Manchester United and Spurs losing at home to Crystal Palace and uh, Newcastle, respectively, we have to say that that was unexpected. It was expected that we'd lose to Liverpool. So, all in all, it could have been a worse a weekend than it turned out to be. Yeah, um, but in that game, Emery kind of, and in the last first few games of the season, he's playing a lot of the youngsters, as I don't know if you noticed, like Willock started every game, Guendouzi's been playing, Nelson's played a few. Do you think it's good that these youngsters are coming through right now, or do you think they're not proven enough? And would you start them against Spurs in the derby? Well, that's a good question, whether you start them or not. Um you know, I'm quite pleased that they've they've been given the opportunity, really. And I'm also, I have to say, I felt that Willock was again our best midfield player. You know, um, and it would, I, I'm, I'd like to see him play. I've got a little feeling that Emery's going to go for experience on Sunday. You know, but I'd like to see him up against uh, Harry Winks to see what he could do against him because I've been very impressed with Willock, if I'll be honest. Um, but I think, you know, it's a tough one. You know, you. People have been saying you've got to bring Torreira back in. So if you bring Torreira back in, it is out of Willock um, and Shaka who's going to be left out because I think that Sabias will play because we're at home. So it's a very, very. I think it'd be harsh to leave out Willock if I'd be honest. But um, 
I would certainly go with him because he's got the energy and the legs around the midfield. Um, uh, yeah, so it's, it's a real difficult question. I, I, I'll, I'll be very, very interested to see the team on, on Sunday. I've, I think that it goes without saying that the three up front have got to play. Um, but that midfield, and I also think central defence has is, is, is got to come up for question as well. I've not been happy with Socrates, I, I'll be honest, you know. Um, but is he better than what we've got? Well, that, that's the thing. It's again another tough decision to make if you're going to put Chambers in there up against Harry Kane, who um, love him or loathe him is a is a top player and always scores against Arsenal. So it's um, we've got to keep him quiet. Um, so <clears throat> I think that's going to be a key as well, really. But I'd, I'd love to see Willett play, but I've just got a sneaky feeling that he's not going to play because of the the opposition. So. Of the Socrates, who personally I've been saying is a liability for a while. Lots, lots of Arsenal fans have disagreed with me. Um, but the, there's the new man who came in last week, obviously, or for came in came in the first week. But last week had his sort of uh, standout performance, I would say. Um, <laughs> do you think? Um, do you think that for all Arsenal's problems last year uh, in defence, do you think that David David Luiz is the solution to these problems? No, not, not at all. Not at all. You know, I, I have to say that. I think that, listen, he he played very, very well first half, you know, uh, and he was outstanding against Burnley. And if he does anything like he did at Anfield against, against you lot, then um, he, he's going to be hung, drawn and quartered because you just cannot be looking to do that against them. I personally think that these are the sort of games that David Luiz uh, thrives under, thrives in, in these sort of games. So I expect him to do to do well. I like him as a defender. There's something about him that I like, but there is that element of just stupidity in his game. And that is a worry. And, you know, it sort of showed against Liverpool because it was a stupid thing to do. But, you know, he is a good player. Is he the answer to Arsenal's problems? Well, no, but as he shored us up a little bit, yes, and that that tells you a bigger bigger story because um, David Luiz has improved our defence, and that just shows you how vulnerable that it was. You know, it seems like he's quite composed on the ball. So, like for a team that's trying to play out the back, like we did against Liverpool, he seemed to be the right man there. I don't know if you think like. The way Emery's trying to build a team, that he is the right man there, and he just he's going to take time to get used to playing alongside other defenders, which is something difficult. Look, defenders take time to learn, but I think, do you think, just so far, what you've seen is composure and maybe not his defensive quality, but do you think he has the potential to gel into a back four and, and start every week, and he'll and could potentially challenge for the league in the next couple of seasons, or do you think he's never going to be able to? Be that for Arsenal? No, I, I, I don't think that. I think that, I, I'll be honest, lads, I think that if Koscielny would have stayed, we probably wouldn't have signed David Luiz. You know, I think that he is a replacement for um, for Koscielny. I also think that we've got probably looking for uh, another central defender. Um, maybe we'll take one of those Spurs ones because they seem to be unhappy at the moment. Like, you know, so uh, somebody like that that we need. You know, but what he does bring to the, to the table is he's got um, he definitely has got a bit of um, experience, a bit of leadership quality, you know. And I also think he's got a little bit of skullduggery, you know. What I mean, he does does it a few things in there, and I think that we've lacked that a little bit. You know, he was he was brilliant against Burnley, and this this not. 
And when people turn around and say, oh, it's only Burnley, them two forwards are a handful for anybody. You know, if they'd have uh, won on um, Sunday at Wolves, who are a very good side Wolves, as we all know, particularly at uh, Molyneux, they would have been third in the league. So that would have been a tough, you know, so let, let's not, you know, um, disrespect Burnley that much. I, I think that they've got two strong forwards. He's got to get in at the face of Harry Kane and, and try and bully him. I, I'll be honest, that is not going to be easy because, you know, I think with Harry Kane, he's got a very, very good temperament. Um, but, you know, ultimately, I don't. I, I see him, you know, being involved in the squad for the next couple of years. But I think that, um, <clears throat> you know, like it might even be good for holding that somebody like that comes along and just gives him that, you know, bit of experience. You know, Chambers and Holding are, are good young central defenders, but they're learning off of uh, Mustafi. You know, where you look at Sanchez at Tottenham, he's learning off of two very, very good central defenders. You know, and I think that maybe. You know, he might help those younger players come through. So, when we think it's it's this time of year again, it's it's the derby season. Um, when you think of the derby, what is your let's say what was your favourite match? What is your favourite memory? Let's say from Arsenal Spurs over the years. Well, oh, there's been a loads, been a load, been loads. Um, <laughs> listen, I can go back to uh, I think it was 1976 when Liam Brady uh, scored at White Hart Lane in a five-nil win. You know and uh, and I can tell you, I was on the end. I was at, at White Hart Lane when um, when Spurs beat us five nil. But uh, the, the the best games are obviously like in eighty seven when we we beat Spurs in the semi final um, with David Rowcastle scoring the winner in the last minute. It was a fantastic one. More recently, I'd have to say uh, Sol Campbell's last uh, game for Spurs when uh, in the FA Cup when. Uh, we well, in fact, I, I think Spurs took the lead, didn't they? One 0 I think it was Doherty. I think that's you know against a run of play, and then we just we just run right, and Patrick Vieira and Robert Perez scored. So that was a great game semi final. There's been you know like Thierry Henry in the when he I think when we when he ran from the halfway line was a was a good one. Um, and of course, I have to say the last the last few um, the five five two ones have been fantastic. <laughs> And uh, last season's one, because let's not be, you know, we've got to be honest with being Arsenal fans. Tottenham were were favourites for that game. And, I, you know, you all the Spurs fans were going to the Emirates saying that they were going to win uh, comfortably. And not only was it a great result for us, but it was a, it was a, a great performance as well. And, and a great game, you know. So, but don't, look, we've been on some, some difficult times with Spurs as well. Some tough times. Um, the semi-final, you know, were Gaza. Scoring um, in '91 that stopped us winning the double was uh, was tough, tough to take. You know, we was we was a very, very good side. So for for Tottenham to stop us doing that was tough. Um, we was very, very fortunate being Arsenal fans that we only had to wait two years, or was it? Uh, yeah, two years before we had that revenge at Wembley again because we'd have never heard the bloody last of it, nor you lot on that one. But um, then um, you know. Uh, you know, some difficult. You know, the one at Emirates when we lost, we was two 0 up and lost three two was was a was a tough one. So um, yeah, you know, and, and over the last few seasons at White Hart Lane, it's it's got tougher and tougher. I'll be honest. Yeah. Well, moving on to the, this week's game, do you think? Who do you think? Do you think Arsenal going to win? Do you think we're going to win? Well, listen, I always say this that. Home advantage is a big thing in the, in the North London dubs. I do believe that. You know, if if we're at home, I, I, I'm always 
back Arsenal. But if Tottenham, if it's at Spurs, I'm always, you know, I bite it, you bite your hand off for a draw. You know, so I, I do think that Arsenal have the advantage because it's at home. Is it a good time to be taking on Spurs? Listen, for the first time in a two, three seasons, this slight crack shame with the Spurs at this moment in time with the um, sort of like players wanting to leave and a bit of in-house fighting and everything like So, it's a great time to take them on. But from Tottenham's point of view, they're looking at, you know, if anything can gel them together, reignite the, 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 the team, is to play a North London derby. So, um, I wouldn't, you know, like people are turning around and say that Arsenal are going to roll over. Oh, I'd love it if that would happen, but I can't see it. You know, I think that the problems that Spurs have got um, are more of as uh, when they're trying to break teams down, not so much their defending. I thought, you know, like they've gone to Manchester City and got a point, you know, against a run of play, but at the end of the day, they've still gone up there and defended decently to, to, uh, to stop that. So, Listen, it's going to be really, really tough. Um, if I was a betting man, I, I would say Arsenal just, only on the fact that, that we're at home and at the Emirates. So, for <laughs> as a Spurs fan, we sort of say that, that, that the, the derby matters way more for, the, for when we lose it. Um, for you, how important is it for Arsenal? Is, is it season-defining or is it just another game? How important is it for Arsenal to win the, win the oh. derby? Never, never, ever. I don't, I don't, I defy anybody to say that an Arsenal Spurs game is just another game. It's never, ever been that. Even the League Cup tie last season, I think um, it didn't really matter if you won or lost because they didn't want going for it, but it still hurts when you lose. You know, I, I was still gutted when we lost that game, you know. So, no, I, I don't think, it, I think it, it's very, very important to the Arsenal fans. Look, it's, it's what what I think's been great about the, the North Flat, I, and I'll be honest with you. Like when Arsenal were going for the leagues and that, Tottenham were just like a pain because they, it was a free hit to 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 to, have it, to hinder Arsenal, um, you know. And we'd always win at home, and then it would be a you know a battle at White Hart Lane, and we they might might draw up one of the, one or two of those games, but then. Tottenham have really improved now, and to to the face where I think that that it is win win. If you win the game, it's great. If you lose the game, it's devastating for 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 the implications of what both teams want to achieve now. Like you know, I do believe that. You know, we're both. Uh, I'll be honest. Uh, uh, as good as Spurs have been over the last few years, we're not challenging for the title. You know, Manchester City and Liverpool are too far ahead of of both teams. If I'll be honest, and you can see the faults of, of both teams, why that's happening. But in the face of it, you know, I, I still, you know, I put down in my predictions at the beginning of the season that Spurs would come third. I, I'm, I'm not going to change that um, mindset at this moment because we're only three games in. Spurs are capable of going on a run. Uh, I do, as much as I don't like Spurs, their defence always impresses me. They're a tough nut to crack. Um, yeah, and I, I, I feel now that, that the implications, you know, look, look, Arsenal can go five points clear of Spurs at this stage of the season. You know, you know, as an Arsenal, as an Arsenal fan, you'd be biting your hand off that. If you was a Spurs fan, you'd be biting your hand off that and all. So to, to give give one of your rivals a five point start after three games, you know, that, that's that's not good. So there's a little bit of pressure on Spurs not to lose this game. You know, I, I think Spurs. If you be honest, I think. 
Spurs would say, you know, we'll take a draw now. I know you can't say that with what's going to happen, but I think that if Spurs come out of it a draw, they wouldn't be too disappointed. Um, um, well, last season we had a similar sort of game where, like, early on in the season, we obviously won the first derby comfortably, it felt. And it kind of, I felt like after that game, we got a bit ahead of ourselves and we kind of just thought, ah, this is easy. Spurs are nowhere near. And then in the end of the season, obviously, we came behind them. Do you think there's the possibility of this happening again if, if we do win and save for Spurs because they're not in the best position right now? And they, if they if Spurs were to win, they might get ahead of themselves. Well, that's a good question. I, I, I think that um, hopefully Arsenal have learnt some lessons, and, and Emery has learnt some lessons. You know, um, you can have a great game at Spurs and then go and lose to to, to a Crystal Palace or or <clears throat> you know not beat Brighton at home and things like that. So I think that. Uh, you know, it is three points. It is another game from that perspective, but it's it's more than that. But um, I hope that if Arsenal win it, that they it's the only thing from which is a little bit disappointing from probably both sides. If if they whoever wins the game, is that you've then got the international break, so the momentum won't carry on. So uh, I think that may be a key. I, I, I think that um, you know, I think that it'll be a tough. I think that uh, both teams and both managers are experienced enough to not let that happen. From Spurs' point of view, I think that they're going to... What happens after this game, if, if they do lose it and this pray that they do, but if they um, if they do, they can dust themselves down afterwards because the transfer window will be shut and they can regroup and go again. Um, and even though they're rivals and everything like that, they've got some quality players. You can't deny denying that and they're capable of, of going and beating anybody so I don't think Spurs will will crumble in any shape or form I think that um, what, whatever happens I think they've got a very very good manager I think probably pound for pound the best in the, in the Premier League if I'll be honest um, with the resources and everything that he's got um, so I, I think that the, the, the only problem that I, I would say from Spurs, you know, obviously I know a few of Spurs and a few mates and all that. I was talking to a few of them today that they just feel that maybe Pochettino just seems like he's not happy at the moment, um, uh, you know, moaning and about a few things that. So I don't know what's going on there. But I think once the international, uh, sorry, the, the transfer window shuts, the international break comes, I think Spurs will come again. So that's why I think it's key why they're in this little bit of a rut that we take advantage of it. So can we can we nail nail you down to a uh, a score prediction? You nail me down. Um, I I think that listen, Spurs will score. There's no two ways about that. Then it'd probably be Harry Kane. So, uh, but I think it'd be a tough, very very close two-one win for Arsenal. I think that we might just nick it, as, as I said. But going on the facts of uh, home advantage. But listen, whatever result. It will be. It wouldn't surprise me. It's a North London derby. I've been been enough in my time, experienced them. You just don't know what's going to happen. So you know, to predict, if you get a, a prediction of a North London derby right, you know you're you're a better man than me. Well, it's the first North North London derby this year with VAR. Expecting it to play a big part. It's been Spurs' best player oh. so far. <laughs> yeah. Well. That's a, that's yeah. Why not? I, I, it probably will do. You know, um, 
I, I'm not a fan of it, if I'll be honest. I think there's some good things in it, but, um, you know, too many controversial things at the moment. But uh, it, it could well play a part. Let's hope that um, BAR um, is uh, an Arsenal fan this week because it's certainly been a Tottenham fan over the last few. Well, certainly against Manchester City, hasn't it? My God, like, you know what I mean? I've had the, 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 the things over them over the last... Um, few times so it'd be interesting to say hopefully let, let's just be honest boys we don't really want VAR to to get involved and and make a, a controversial game if I'll be honest alright so the man whose name is in the in the podcast um, Sol Campbell cool. um, obviously as a Spurs fan I have uh, probably radically different uh, perspective on him um, what, what, what is your, your perspective on, on Sol Campbell? Well, I don't know uh, if you're a Spurs fan, you can um, add that as the, as the podcast. So you're, you're a bigger man than me on that part, I have to say. Uh, listen, uh, I think from an, from, a, from an Arsenal fan's point of view, we love Sol because it's not only that he, he, turned, he, he turned over to, uh, he come on to the good side, Um but he didn't cost us any any money. He went for a free, and you know what I mean. I think that's probably what gets the uh, the Spurs fans more than anything. If we'd have parted with fifteen million, I think they would have been a little bit more. Well, I don't think they've ever been friendly to him, but a little bit more less forgiving than what they are now. But uh, he come he 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 come into our our side. Now I will say this about Sal Campbell: he replaced the best centre half and legend that Arsenal football clubs ever had in Tony Adams. And he wasn't missed, you know, and that that says so much about how good Sol Campbell was. Because even to this day, people say, "Oh, we miss Patrick Vieira, we miss that," but no one actually ever said, "Oh, we miss Tony Adams," because Sol Campbell came in and was immense. And um, and I think that he was the sort of player that needed to to replace Tony Adams, if you know what I mean. And and he was good enough, big enough and strong enough to be able to take those boots and uh, fill them off, if I'll be honest. So do, do, do you value club loyalty? Yeah, of course, of course, you know. Um, and uh, listen, it was, a, you know, we like, listen, we're laughing about it and smile about it. and But would we like that to ever happen to us? No. You know what I mean? Like you, we, We've let you have... Um, People like um, Jamie uh, Jamie Harrell, play players like that. We've never let you have our, our best player, you know. Um, and you know, you, you've given us Willie Young over the t- over the times. You know what I mean? That play, you know, Pat Jennings. You give us, but funny enough, with Pat Jennings, he he never got any any hate at all about going over to to, to Arsenal. So it doesn't happen very often. Um, Listen, I understand why Spurs fans are bitter about it. You know, it's not very nice when Arsenal fans say, you know, you know, there's a caption out this week, and it like, you know, what I mean, like Sol Campbell left 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 Tottenham to to win the league at White Hart Lane, so he signed for Arsenal. You know what I mean, and things like that. You and 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 the songs that go with it. As a Spurs fan, you'd be very very bitter. My brother's a Spurs fan, and he he's like, yeah, he he ain't got no time for Sol. They don't even drink their beer, so beer because they're bitter, you know what I mean? So, <laughs> do you think um, something of his magnitude, like, think if you think about it, it was the club captain, he was their best player. Do you think something like that ever could come close to happening again between Arsenal and Spurs? Either way, Spurs to Arsenal, Arsenal to Spurs? Well, 
I don't. I can't see it. I can't see it. I think that there is a certain thing that if you was a player of Spurs now or a player of Arsenal and you actually seen what sort of stick he took and all that, I I, I think that it may th- think twice. You know, look, look at Robin Van Persie. He went to Man United and what he gets. And um, so I, I think I think players probably won't want to go through what he went through. If I'll be honest, you have to ask a couple of things. You know, if you was a player, what I would talk about it was I would actually say that, you know, um, one one you're playing for that that team and that youth team, and when when he moved to Arsenal, all affinity with Spurs is gone. You know, and he must he must have had some sort of loyal you know feelings for Spurs because you come up through the youth ranks. Every player that you talk to professionally has always got a soft spot for the team that they started to give them their chance. So it must be very, very hard. Even someone like Robin Van Persie knows that when he goes to the Emirates, he's going to have no love whatsoever for what he ever done before it. And I think, you know, Sol could never, ever, you know, it's it's like, you know, I know a few people that play like for the, the Arsenal legends or the Spurs legends, you know what I mean? It's just no way that Sol Campbell could ever go and play for the Spurs legends or anything like that ever again, you know. So it was a very, very big decision for him to do what he'd done. And um, would, I, would I see it happening again? You know, it's like, you know, there's always a talk about, you know, Toby again, was, you know, got this 25 million calls, but does he really want the grief of, of doing that? I don't think so. So uh, I, I think I'd be very, very surprised if anything like that happened again. All right, so let's wrap this up now. Thank you to Lee for coming on. No uh, problem. Thank you. Wish you a, a belated happy birthday for yesterday. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. And good right. luck with your show and all that, like, you know. Thank so, you very much. You're well, like, you know. So, uh, a good combination, Arsenal and Spurs, like, you know what I mean? Uh, you know, so you must be good mates to, to put up with each other, like, you know. <laughs> Hopefully the <laughs> the combination ends up with a Spurs win on Sunday. Wow, well, well that's 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 what you say. Yeah, we're we're going to go with the down the other line, like you know. So, <laughs> all right, thank you very much. Okay. Thank you. No worries. Have a lovely weekend, guys. Yeah. You too. You too. All right. So next up now we've got an interview with Jason McGovern. Thank you. Thank. Welcome to the show. Thank you for coming on today. No problem, mate. All right, let's get right into it. So, match we had on the last Sunday. Now it's, it's been a while. We've been we've been uh, getting over it. What do you, in, in your opinion, what what went wrong for in, in in that Newcastle game? Let's start with that. Pretty much, we kicked off, and from that moment on, everything went wrong, didn't it? It was just it was a shocker, wasn't it? Let's be fair. Nothing, nothing right. The tempo wrong. So much negative sideways football ridiculous goal to concede lack of lack of any spark lack of atmosphere in the stadium it was it was one of those days where let's be fair you know there was no positives to take isn't there there was just just an awful game and i can't actually think of a better game to try and bounce back in than the one we've got this weekend but uh, that was a painful watch last week Great. that's for sure yeah it's very 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 true i mean for, for you though what was the what was the reason? Did you think it was it was uh, bad defensive problems, or it was players who are like have contracts such as Christian Eriksen? Um, Christian Eriksen, he came on in the game, played a little bit deeper. Do you, what, what do you think Spurs should do with? I think it's, it's just a contracts are expiring. It's a really difficult, and, yeah. it's, it's a difficult situation, isn't it? I mean, 
if you if you look at it, it's a player that that's openly said he wants to leave. It's a player that most fans wanted left out the side last season because he's his head's been turned and he doesn't beat the first corner and his free kicks aren't great. So, so you come into this season and when a player wants to leave, to me, you, you, you try and do a deal. But if the clubs that he wants to join won't come in and buy him, you're kind of stuck in limbo land. And, and I think, you know, if, if I'm picking the strongest Spurs side on paper, Christian Eriksen's always in it in front of Eric Lamella. But, from, but I look at it from the manager's point of view and you think, One's a player that wants to leave. One's a player that's committed and you're probably going to need to rely on for the next six months. You look at last week, Ericsson's anonymous at Manchester City. Lamella doesn't have a great game, but he still scores one and makes the other game, uh, makes the other goal. So I, if, if I take football out of it and I, I relate it to another business, you'd be, you'd be going with a person that's committing themselves to you and working their butt off rather than somebody that isn't. So... I kind of understand why Lamella's getting picked over Christian Eriksen in the bigger picture, because that's a player you're going to have to rely on for the next seven or eight months to get your get, to get your points. But we all know that Christian Eriksen, if it's an on-form Christian Eriksen and it's a committed Christian Eriksen, he's a he's a, a lot better than 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 uh, Eric Lamella, and it's the same with Jan Vertonghen, isn't it? We we can look at it from the outside and say Jan Vertonghen makes their strongest side all of the time. But if we don't know what's going on in training, but if there's people there in training that aren't matching the intensity that Pochettino wants, if you just allow that player to get away with it, that soon spreads to everyone else in the squad. And, and I think that's the problem at the moment. So, you know, there may be our two fantastic players, but I've always said all, all year, all summer, we see this phrase, back the manager. And so when it comes to it, you, sometimes you have to back the manager about, who's leaving the club and, and, and who's playing. And, and that's the sad way. It's, you know, like I say, it's, it's not just Newcastle. Pochettino's looking at it, probably thinking of the next 35 games beyond Newcastle as well as just Newcastle. And so I'd, I'd always side with the manager. So do, do, do you think we should, we should sell Ericsson or we should keep him and, and let him go on a free? Or... <laughs> I think that's the hard thing, isn't it? Because I think the clubs that Christian Eriksen will agree to move to are the clubs that aren't buying him. So, I mean, you know, let's be fair, if Brighton came in for him, do you think Christian Eriksen would move to Brighton or would he move to to <laughs> Wolfsburg or would he move to to Nice or would he move to Sporting Lisbon? He's not going to move to those clubs. So even if those clubs come in with a massive bid, he's not going to go there. So you're, you're kind of stuck to, to what Eriksen wants. But for me, until his future settled... I wouldn't be picking him, even though he may be the best player when, if it's a fully committed Christian Eriksen. And I don't get me wrong, I'd love Christian Eriksen to sign a new contract and stay there tomorrow because I'm a massive Eriksen fan. But at the moment, with a situation you're stuck in, I can kind of understand why Christian Eriksen's not playing. And let's be fair, his, 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 his performance at Manchester City hardly screamed out to be picked for the next game, did it? Mm-hmm. I think I, I speak for, for for a majority of Spurs fans when I say I'm a massive Christian Eriksen fan as well. Um, yeah. But in, um, but I was I was at the game, um, and one of the things I noticed that was just uh, shocking for me was the atmosphere at the stadium. It was just it was poor. Like it, it was. I mean, the, the Newcastle fans were singing, "Is is this the Emirates?" And there wasn't really a comeback because it, it was like the Emirates. Um, what, what do you think? Do you think is well, well, 
do you think the atmosphere is as bad as Stadium? And do you think what what can we think can be done to solve that? Well, we used I think we used Wembley as an excuse when the when the atmosphere was really poor at Wembley, and we used to say, oh, it's because it's Wembley, and and you'd have people leaving with 15 minutes to go to get this mythical last train that you must get from Wembley Park, otherwise you'll be there all night and things like that. And, and it all, it'll all be different when we go back to Tottenham. But you can see the atmosphere of the West Ham game before, at the end of last season, as soon as West Ham scored, it's just killed it. And, and you know, when you look at it and you think the first two games of this season, we've got four points, which is actually probably a point more than everyone thought we'd get. Let's be fair, most of us thought we'd get beat at City. So, all right, the performance wasn't great and it wasn't great against Villa, but you're sitting there with four points from two games. We've spent some money in the summer. We're off the back of a Champions League final and, and the atmosphere should be a lot better than that. And, it, you know, I, I understand people say, well, at £50, £60, £80, £100, whatever it is, it's up for the players to to give us something back to cheer about. But for me, it's when, when, when you're... When you're going through a bad spell, the only thing fans can affect is the atmosphere at a game. And it's it's up to us to try and lift that that atmosphere. And, and you know, you don't have to be 2-0 up before you can stand there and sing, oh, win the Spurs. But the atmosphere Sunday was was pretty toxic, wasn't it? And, and if we lose that next game, I dread to think what the atmosphere will be like going into the Palace game. It's I think as fans, you have to, to try and play your part. And I can understand the disappointment. I can understand the the frustration. But like I say, the only thing you can do is to try and, and influence the game in your own way and, and get behind the team. And when it's just moans and groans, it doesn't. Let's be fair. It doesn't matter what business you're in, what anything. If, the, if there's that negativity and the moaning and groaning, it's not an enjoyable place to be, is it? And so that, that spreads to the pitch. It's very true. And and but from from your perspective, what do you think is the is the root cause of, of the atmosphere? Do you think it's hard the, the football we're going to get the stadium? It's it's hard, isn't it? The football at the moment's not great to watch. Uh, league form since what since February's been poor. But um, you know, like I say, maybe there's just that sense of entitlement and that that sense of we should be competing for the league, and so. So supporters, as soon as something goes wrong, they it, it just drops off. You know, the Champions... I mean, we should be buzzing. We should be buzzing. We've just been to a Champions League final. And yes, OK, it, it covered our league form. But you should come out of that Champions League final first season in the... First proper season in a new stadium. OK, we didn't spend a billion pounds in the summer, but we, we finally went out. We signed players that the manager wanted. And yet, it's... It, I can't understand why there's there's so much negativity. I can understand frustration. Don't get me wrong, because we want to be playing well, and we know we should be should be getting a result against Villa comfortably, and we should be able to go to Manchester City and look look better than we did. But you know, it's we're not Berry, are we? We're not Bolton this week, and I don't understand that 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 real negativity that's there. It's it's that that negativity that would you look at Tottenham through the nineties and things, and it's 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 a whole lot better today than it was then. But but maybe we've just got that 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 sense of frustration that six years on there's still no trophy, and it it kind of snowballs. And as soon as one moans, the next one moans, and the next one moans, and we're just kind of stuck in that rut. Yep, it's true. Um, just to move on. 
on the event at the start of the week to look forward into the derby at the end of the derby on Sunday now. Um, but for you now, um, when, you look at, when you think of the derby, what was your best memory, best match that you think of when, when you think of the derby? I think for me, the memories will always go back to that semi-final in 91 and Gaza's free kick. You know, that's that's got to be the best one. I think my first derby I saw was might have been the 5-0 defeat to them on a boxing day, which was a was a pretty painful one with Leon Brady putting one in the top corner. But yeah, probably the best one is that, that 91 semi-final. And then since then, you know, let's be fair, our, our record at the Emirates is, is, is poor, isn't it? It's what one winning... One Premier League winning 26 years, so uh, it, it's time to break that. And we've we've actually played well there in a few years and still not got the win. The last two years, if, if we're really honest, we've been run out of town there in the Premier League, haven't we? We've they've been far more up for it than we have. Even when you go back to Harry Redknapp, the 5-2 game, you know they blitzed us in that second half, didn't they? And it, it's time to put in a it's time to put in a performance at the Emirates that says, come on, we're Tottenham and and we have become the, the slightly better side. But it'll be a shame if we've lost that better period than them and still haven't been able to get a win at the Emirates in that time. All right. So from, from um, to, to, to think of, of the game this week, um, we're coming into it on a run of pretty bad form, as you mentioned before. Um, from, from your perspective, do you think that the the bad form going into the derby will will help us, or do you think it will see us get another battering, a five two or five nil? I'd be surprised if it's a the if it's a battering. I'd be surprised if it's a battering, but we we know we've got to lift our performance. That's for sure. We can't be be sluggish. It's that slowness of football, and I think going into it, you know, if we write down the team that we want to play. It's very difficult to find 11 names you really want to put on that team sheet with, with confidence, isn't it, at the moment? There's so many, you know, we'd all like Jan Vertonghen to be back, but do we really think Jan will be back? Is Danny Rose good enough for that derby? Is his form? Who's going to play at right back? What do we have in the centre of midfield? It's, you know, probably other than Harry Kane, I don't know what other names we're all writing on the team sheet other than, like I say, Harry Kane and Hugo. And then it's, 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 put your finger in the air and pick the other nine. It's a, it's a problem and you'd like to be going into it with confidence. I think you always want to go into a big game with confidence, but um, we're, we're not going into it in that way. And I don't dread it. Don't get me wrong. I never dread going to the Emirates, but the last few years we've gone there and been the favourites and everyone's been saying, oh, Tottenham will blitz Arsenal. And if you pick a joint team, there'll be 11 Spurs players in it. But this, this has got the feel of a very different one. This has got the feel of a derby of, you know, five, ten years ago, hasn't it? Where we're going there slightly in feeling the feeling the underdog at the moment. Do, do, do you think that, that that might help us, though? Because being being underdog and in the Champions League run, obviously, we're, we're the underdog all the way through. Do you think that maybe being the underdog with Tottenham might help us? I, th I think derbies you just take as a completely separate. It's a separate game, isn't it? It's it's a game that you just think. For us, for me, certainly for me, it's always the most important game of the season against them. But I always say we play thirty six preseason fixtures and we play Arsenal twice, and they're the only two games that that really really matter to me. And I don't know. I think I think it's Arsenal's confidence that perhaps has the bigger effects on the game. You know, if they're confident and they're 
there seems to be a, a moment, a little bit of a buzz around them that, that hasn't been there for a couple of years. And I think it's do, it, does that transpire with their intensity? And if we're off it and we're not confident and we don't match their intensity, then it will be a difficult afternoon, that's for sure. We just have to find some way to get some intensity in that performance. If we can do that, I think we've got a chance. But if we're, if we're like we've been in the first three games, it could be a painful afternoon, that's for sure. Prediction? <laughs> do, you think, do you think we're going to win? Score prediction? Oh, this is the game I hate to predict. It's, it's, I, I hate the whole day, the, 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 the build-up to kick-off, when you just, my nerves are all over the place. So, I don't know, I'll take a 1-1 now, probably, the way that we're going at the moment, and just that feeling of negativity, and take the 1-1, move on to Palace, win that, and then I think our season can start. But, but like I say, if, if we don't get that intensity right, then I think it could be a long afternoon for us. Let's let's say Hugo Hugo needs to have a good game. Yeah. That's happened. That, that's the mm -hmm. that's the first thing that needs to happen. Hugo needs to have a good game, and if Hugo has a has a blinder, then then it's not beyond us to get a result there. But we need we need to to see a better performance than we've been putting in. That's for sure. It's true that the, the one one is the one that, that's happened obviously for the past few years. That that annoying result we had it last year year before. Um, just to finish though. Um, the man whose name is in the podcast title, unfortunately, um, Sol Campbell. <laughs> what is, what's, uh, how, how do you describe your uh, opinion on the man? Oh, God, I'm not allowed to swear either, am I? It's, um, I mean, he was a hero to all of us, let's be fair about it. And he was, uh, he was a fantastic defender at Tottenham. He was, at, at the time when he was in that Spurs side, he was, let's be fair, he was, was head and shoulders our best player. And it hurt when he left. And I think the circumstances of him leaving is, you know, the, the, I think people get confused. They just think he went to Arsenal and that's why Spurs fans were annoyed. I think, you know, if you were, at a, you were as a Tottenham fan, it was the lies for the six months. It was the constant, I won't go there, I'm a Spurs fan. And it was all those chances that he could have gone somewhere else. And I think it's the, the disappointment in that, not just where he went to, but the circumstances of how he went there. But um, now, I mean, he's just left Macclesfield, hasn't he? And probably, I think Macclesfield was too high for him, let's say that. Let's just leave it on that note. <laughs> do, do you think it could happen again, though, with a, a player going from Arsenal to Spurs or, or, or maybe the other way around? I think it will Do you know what? I think it'll happen more. Not necessarily between Spurs and Arsenal. I think there'll be more and more players now start to leave their contracts run down and, and the chances of it happening, I think, will go up. And it... You know, it could be between Man United and Manchester City. It could be Liverpool and Everton. It could be, you know, at Villa and Birmingham. I think more and more players will, will start to realise why, why sign a six-year contract when you can sign for two or three years and go on a free. So, yeah, I think there'll be definitely movements. But but I didn't even like the movements coming this way. I didn't like William Gallas. I didn't like Adi Bayor. So it's, it's not just going the other way that I don't like. It's, just, it's just the sad truth of football, I guess, nowadays. So, I think that, that's the end now, I think. Thank you very much for coming on. Um, no problem, mate. Nice to catch up. <laughs> All right. See you, see you again. See you. Right. Cheers. So, there they were. Uh, thank you guys so much for watching. This is our first video. Or if you were listening, it's, a, it's another just another podcast. Um, so, yeah, that was it. Uh, please subscribe. Um, like, like the video. Like... 
follow the podcast on all the socials. They'll be down below. So, yeah, we hope you enjoyed. So Campbell is a Judas traitor. See you after the derby. <laughs>